Merganser. I hardly know her. <laughs> Bellmouth Podcast. It's about birds. Welcome to the 25th episode of Foulmouse Podcast. I'm your co-host, Scott Peterson. Joining me today are Heather Strykars and Sean Milnes. How are you guys? I mean, folks, shit. Edit that out. Oh, man. I can't believe it was 25 episodes. Yeah, it went quick, right? It's like... No, it, it didn't go fast. <laughs> <laughs> like the pandemic happened, and then it's like, boom, but... 25 episodes. We've been sitting at 23 for like seven or eight months yeah yeah exactly it, was... <laughs> it took a while to get these other two and it's been almost two years what are we yep. dropped episode one not maybe what like with we're all, we're within a couple of weeks yeah two years something like that it's not bad 25 episodes in two years we're averaging the fact that our attention spans could actually sustain anything for two years is pretty astonishing that's that's oh, the, actually sure. the hard part yeah. that's actually the like we're i'm such a I'm such a, a comet kind of person where I'll start in hot and and you know put everything into a project and then a few months later I'll be like what why did I ever know Wait aren't comets yeah. made of ice I don't know well this is going to vibrate <laughs> but they're a f- they're a f- they're ephemeral Yeah like all of us Aren't we all? Um, so today we're gonna we're gonna talk about some news. I've got a couple things. Um, then we're gonna talk about some upcoming uh, foul mouth podcast guests and uh, maybe solicit some ideas. And then uh, I think we're just gonna walk through some of the recent highlights or low lights or <laughs> mediocre <laughs> lights from our our birding experiences, such as they are. Uh, it's early, folks. We don't have to feel bad about our year lists yet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at my year list recently just to see, because I did the big year last year, and yeah. this year I was like, well, let's see how fucking lazy I've been. I'm actually like dead on numbers. <laughs> oh, wow. And I and I feel like I haven't even tried, which I feel like, which to me means that it, like, I figured out where the hot spots are. Yeah, right. Like where to find stuff. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm like so far behind. Like, nope, within a within a fucking digit. Like every time, it's like 72 birds or something for the year. Wow. So wow. But it's just mostly just the county. So yeah, I haven't really left the county. Oh, so. geez. Well, I mean, I haven't left the neighborhood. I think my year list is like in the 30s. So don't feel bad about yourself, Sean. No, that's pretty good for not leaving your neighborhood, though, right? Like, <coughs> yeah, I have a lake like, in my neighborhood, so that helps. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> tough, tough to tough to top a lake, especially this time of year with all the yeah all the ducks starting to move yeah. back north and it was, stuff. So. It's a mm-hmm. lot of ducks. It's a lot of yeah. waterfowl. Yeah. Yeah. There's, are you? Do you have a ton of ringneck ducks on the lake? Oh, right now? so many ring nut ringneck ducks, Sean. Ring nut ring, ring nut ducks. decks ringnut decks. They're terribly named anyway. We could we water. Could oh my God, water rolls so, right off so of them. So we thought that they were something else. Grebes? Is that what we thought? Yeah. Well, I mean, so, Sean, um, we're not following the format of the show that I outlined, which is perfect. Uh, <laughs> but we can talk about we can talk about waterfowl with like not orange or black beaks. Right. Because if you're catching okay. if you're catching if you're catching stuff on the water from a distance through trees, you know, talking like 100 yards or so, all you can really tell is that the bill isn't, it's a light-colored bill, mm-hmm. right? And then you've got a bunch of choices. And then the sun is you, shining on yeah, it, too. Yeah, yeah, So, so then... you've got you've got widgeons a choice. Yep. You've got, um, you've got ringneck duck, was, which is a choice. Yep, ruddy ducks. you got ruddy duck, which is a choice. Um... And where you guys are, you can throw scop, lesser yeah, scalps. and greater scop. Oh, scops. Yeah. That's what it yep. was. And yeah. um, and with and, ringnecks, it's tough to tell the difference unless you can get a real good, yep. good look so at the that, face and stuff. Yeah. That's, so so this we was, thought that yeah, they were scops for like the first couple of days. Yep. They're in the fa- they're in the same genus. So they're, I mean, that's why they're, it makes sense them. Like, I think tufted ducks are too, mm-hmm. which is another one, which like if there's a tufted around a group of scalp, it, scop, how the fuck you say it? Yeah, whatever. They're a tough one to pick out. Yeah. Yep. They can be tough to pick out. Yeah. So, so we definitely had, we had that fun experience. Um, 
And it's, you know, I, I thought there were widgeons at first because there was just a couple and I had had widgeons this time last year. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, you know, it's an American widgeon. And um, and they were not, they were, they were ringneck ducks. Um, I'm never disappointed to see ringnecks when they first show up, even though it's always yeah. like, they go. You go from zero to seventy thousand of them, even yep. on a small pond, yep. at like in overnight. But they're so cool looking. But then they're, you know, every time you go back to the lakes, mm-hmm. I have like a circuit of lakes that I do mm-hmm. around here, and it's just like it's just ringnecks. And sometimes there there'll be like ten or twenty ruddy ducks ki- kicking yeah. around, and I'm always like, oh man, maybe there's a scop in there. Nope, no, just all a bunch of fucking ringnecks. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, you guys were cool two weeks ago. <laughs> Where are the rest of your friends? So, it's, it's so true. Yeah. Day day one there were two, and then I think three days later when we went back and there were like sixteen <laughs> at a time. Yeah, yeah, just like on every part of the lake. And they're um, just dropping and diving, and then you lose track, and then something pops up. You're like, oh, what's that? Yeah, fucking ringneck yeah. duck. <laughs> so, yeah, there was there was a like a Disney panoply of waterfowl well, when I went one day. Well, there was wood ducks hanging out with yeah. them. Wood ducks and Canada geese and mallards and both varieties of mergansers that we get. And um, You get common and hoodies? Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and it was it was, it was was real nice because everybody was just chilling on the chilling then, on the same lake and, and this was pretty early this is like a few weeks ago there was still ice on the water yes there's still ice and then yeah. then there was one where we we're like what is that mm-hmm. and i'm like is it a hybrid um and i the was the only thing we could see cuz it was like 80 yards i think into the lake it was r- well and it was further. full sun yeah. like kind of washing out some of the features so we yeah. were and we're staring at it, and we're looking at it, and it turns out that all the um, we if, were like, if you're looking in the in Merlin, in right, Merlin, it doesn't, it didn't show the back, the the primary feature of this thing, which is a black butt. Yep, that sweet black butt. And so we were like, oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. You, okay, so so what would your guess be if you just saw a black butt flip up and in the air? It's a gadwall. Yeah, for sure. yeah, it's a gadwall. Yeah. yeah. Now we know. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah. that's they're one of my favorite to see. I don't. I see them really, really rarely up here. They're more common on the coast, but they're beautiful. They're just like there's nothing like fancy about their no. like feather structure and stuff. They don't have like any fancy features in that respect. Their coloring is just fucking perfect. Like yeah. gray and black and really like somber and mm-hmm. they're they're I lo- I think they're so cool. They're one of my favorite ducks. Them and American widgeons I think are mm. like completely overlooked by everybody, but they're so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. But also like the 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 like really bright orange of the foot when you when mm-hmm. you see it paddling around. So I kept seeing that too. I'm like, "What the What is this thing? And we were like staring at it forever. Well, you know what the other thing was that the male had, you know, when when you look at guides about um, the gadwall, they always say that the the white wing patch may be visible. And on the male gadwall, it looked more like a legit stripe. And it looked like a horizontal stripe leading up to the butt. And that's what really threw us because when we're, you know, we're looking at all these pictures, all these you know, pictures of gadwalls, and you just get like a little checker sort of cube of the white. You can't see the black butt at all unless they're dipping for you know. But we had a lot of black aqueous butt vegetation. Action. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really nice. Yeah, but, I they're cool. But the cool they, thing they, was they, is no, go ahead. They give me for me gadwalls have the best parts of all of like the common dabblers, like a mm. little bit of mallard, a little bit of black duck, and then mm. you get some teal like some of the teal action yeah. in there, like mm-hmm. a little bit of the green green wing teal looking action and stuff. Yep. I just like they're like a, a healthy combo of everything. Well, that's why I th- black butt. Well, yeah. That's why I thought it w- might have been a hybrid. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, it has all these features, but I just had never seen one before. Um, so I didn't really know what I was looking at until there some random woman walked by who happened to have binoculars, and she's like, oh, it's a gadwall. 
Well, she's not random. She lives in the area and she does this circuit too. And we've talked well, to her. Well, yeah, I just mean like we've talked to her a couple times. It was just a whole happenstance circumstance because yeah. we probably would be still scratching our heads. But it, well, it was really nice because like I wanted to instead of just constantly, you know, I know people come here for all the negativity, but <laughs> I was like, you know what? We could talk about is some like actual nice encounters with people like out and about, and that yes. was really nice because she a- walked by and she's like, "What are you looking at?" And we're like, "We don't know." And sort of she took a look through the scope. She's like, "Oh yeah, those are gad walls." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> great, confirmed." Um, cool fucking duck. It was it was very nice. Yeah. There there's like a pond I used to go to at my old job um, where it was a tiny pond and there was just always a fuckload of like waterfowl and gadwall were always like mm. the first ones on the water for me to see every year which nice. I, th- I think why I have such an affinity for them was like first ducks of the season when the pond thawed was going to be gadwall and probably some wood ducks popping out so mm-hmm. and that was always exciting yeah that's so. how I am about dark eyed juncos in the fall when they appear yeah or in the winter really yeah I'm like, oh, it's a the season marker. Yeah. But now yep. I'm like, get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, they're still here, and we're worried that we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get that like late March, early April snowstorm. I well, they've been doing their ma- their mating song. Yeah. Like, they've been. It's crazy. And I was just like, no, 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 bad idea. No, 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 up, go up north. Yeah. Get the fuck away from me. Wrong I love county them. guys. Yeah. yeah. They breed in they breed in Litchfield, like, but uh, in Litchfield County in Connecticut. But that's about it. So that's about as far south as we'll catch them. Yeah, well, I don't want them. I don't want to have a cold summer. I don't want one either. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> mind like a. I wouldn't mind a moderate summer. Yeah, moderate. Once in our moderate. Yeah. But when I yeah, see them yeah. here, I get a little worried. Yeah, but I can see that. They do seem quite pleased to stay. They're the slow ones. They're the slow ones. They always mm. hang around a little bit later before they take off because they're not going that far you know they're breeding in maine and places like that so well, it's, we're probably getting like the last of them moving north it's funny because i realize that i always mark when they arrive like when i first see them in the backyard in the winter but i've never mm-hmm. really marked when they leave usually you don't notice they're just gone one they're just day gone and you're like day. oh i haven't seen one in a while yeah it's a little harder to mark when you yeah. haven't but I mean, they've they've legit just been on the ground, <laughs> around the feeder, just everywhere, and and then they're singing, which is really weird. You, if for me, the juncos are like there, and then I start to like go birding more when the weather warms up, and then I start to hear weird singing, and that's the junco. Yeah. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is that yeah. noise? Uh, oh right, it's a junco. They must be getting ready to leave because they start singing right before okay. they leave our area mm. okay or, so maybe so I, I they're probably ramping up that's what i've noticed in the okay. last couple of years like their migration ramp up ha- like north starts to happen when they start to sing well that's um they're singing yeah, this they're morning singing. they were singing a lot yeah nice i'm and, not surprised and what i Everybody's haven't really on. heard much of is the um is the white-throated sparrow mm-hmm yeah Although we heard them sort of scattered like real late in the fall, and even some 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 definitely were wintering over and still. I've heard bits and pieces of the song, yeah, recently, but not like the full not full blown song, yeah. which is weird. Because they're well, I think it, they're like not all clustered up together now. They're starting to spread out, look for look for territory, looking mm. for partners, and like doing their own thing, like. It's got to be getting loud where you are in the mornings. Like yes. the dawn oh, chorus is getting up, right? Yeah. Red wing blackbirds. Oh, and, they are going yeah. crazy, yeah. and it's weird to have like a flock in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So early signs. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be working, and they're just like making all their squawks. And <laughs> Phoebe's show up for you guys yet? Mm-mm. Not yet. We've got. No. You know what I did see the other two day? Two to that three was, a day. I got a brown creeper the other day. It was that was nice. That was nice to see. That's another one that's getting ready to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, well, maybe like a couple of stragglers, but mm-hmm. there again, like I, it's always sad to see them go. I think, even yeah. though it's hard to see them in the first place. We always, like, <laughs> we always have a few that stick around. Yeah, there's always a few that stick. 
Um, yeah, but and I, they didn't, sing, I didn't see any their songs are super neat and stuff yeah. too. When you hear them singing, I like them. Always like stand out in a forest. That's mm-hmm. pretty neat. Um, yeah, we've had we have one Phoebe. We have a Phoebes that nest here, so there's usually like right. at least two pair nesting Phoebe, and they're already on territory singing. Uh, mm. Like every morning, I hear the Phoebe singing from the same spot as it always is. So oh, wow. I'm waiting wow. to see it. Waiting to see if it builds a nest in the same spot this year because it. It's like under this tunnel, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of seep in the winter, mm-hmm. and so the old nest because it's mud gets washed away eventually. So uh, every year they rebuild. So I'm waiting to see a, if they stay. Put a cam in there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I know it's pretty neat. Uh, they're just always there, and mm-hmm. because the brook is right there, like the bugs stay pretty contained in the winter, so we don't get a ton of like flying bug action by the house. They stay where the mm-hmm. water is. And so we get tons of swallows and tons of fly catching going on. So there's like, I'm fairly certain that they're going to be like mainstays, but this is only the second repeat spring. So we'll see if it sticks around. It was pretty early this year, but mm-hmm. it overwintered last year. So it never left. The male never left. Oh, wow. <laughs> just like, yeah, it was here all year. <laughs> just hanging out. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Eating, just- eating what? <laughs> I have just like no fucking idea. French, French I, maybe fries. those little, what are those little um, snow bugs? They come out when it snows. They're little flying, um, I don't know what the hell they're called. I forget. Mushishi. There's these little, yeah, little black flying bugs. They're huh. tiny that I seem to notice uh, when it snows, but it's a little bit warm out. Mm. I think maybe because the reflection from the sun, the radiating sun off the snow and stuff. So hmm. maybe they're eating those. I don't actually know. Disappointingly, we have sparrows that moved into our gourd house where the wrens Mm -hmm. were. Yep. We said uh, we said we had to give a call to come over and pull (laughs) them out and smash them on the on the patio. Bird (laughs) hitman. He drowns the babies in a bucket of water. Yeah. Well, we we said it's just everything takes too long, so now he just bites their heads off. (laughs) (laughs) Like Ozzy Osbourne style. <laughs> I can I can picture just, it. Just don't have don't have time to put them in a bag and swing the bag around and then bash the bag into the ground and just bite their heads off. Um yeah, yeah I it yeah, I'm really conflicted cuz I don't want them in there, but I I'm not, you know, I have my ethics. So I'm like, ah. Uh, eh. Yeah, kick them out. Yeah, I know. They have plenty of places to go. They're the worst. <laughs> just like man. hold it upside down and shake it. I get out of here 100 percent. just do it it'll work i was arguing this is, i was arguing with some lady in the uh, some birding group the other day on facebook just she was like what do i do my bluebird box there's house sparrows is like fucking kill them and she's like there's got to be a better way than killing them i was like if you can find one <laughs> then you should probably tell all the people that are killing them because as it ter- they will literally yeah. murder the family and build yep. their nest on top of the dead bodies of their fallen victims like yeah. they are fucking brutal they're vikings yeah they're really they're horrible and they're like well it's just the bluebirds i'm like no it's actually every fucking cavity nesting bird like swallows martins wrens like anything that nests in a cavity is fallen victim to house sparrows Mm -hmm. like murdering them and (laughs) using them as the foundation for their fucking nests what you're you're in a birding facebook group and you haven't been kicked kicked out out? (laughs) I'm pretty mi- yeah, I'm I'm pretty mild in them. I try and I try and uh, mind your p's and q's. Mind yeah, hold back. A li- I only get involved when it somebody's being a dick. Uh, so I'm a dick right back typically. That's my new MO. Fight dick with dick. Basically, <laughs> yeah. It's a big swinging contest. Isn't it all? Um, isn't that <laughs> Sorry, Isn't that it gross. isn't it always? <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> Well, now that we fucked up the format, do you want to? <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you tell us what you, what you've seen, what you've been up to? This is all um, done. I, uh, so I I mentioned like you know I bird with my friend David on occasion, or at very least we sort of like shared duties of like scoping out different locations in the county, and there's this one big agricultural field that both of us have driven by a million times and eat both of us every time we're like dude there's got to be something good in those fields like 
there's no way there's not owls or something hunting those fields so finally like he went and scoped it out and he's like i got an owl i was like i fucking knew there'd be an owl there and he was like sending me pictures and it was hard to focus in on them but they looked like short-eared owl and so we there's a farm that's near there so i was like just it's a cattle farm they do like they're like a small cattle farm you buy in on like a side of beef or whatever it's nice it's like a csa style cow farm and uh, i was like just we just need to email them so we did and the owners were really great they're like oh yeah the owls sort of hang out in this area and all that and they gave us access we got a show it was one short-eared owl but this was like a county bird something we'd been like hunting for the right location for them to show up and this was the one spot that we like focused on and it turned out it was it was true which was a really cool like alone to just be like yeah man we like can identify these good locations but we like went down there just the two of us um and it like lo and behold like 5:45, just before dark before daylight savings it just popped up out of the field and like roosted in a tree for a minute and then started hunting and we got like a show it was like mm. 100 yards all the time just like hunting over the fields doing what they do they're like slow they fly like moths which is really wow. cool because they're like sh- sort of a compact body but they have like long long wings and they flutter and like change direction real hard and hmm. uh it was really interesting to watch like a i've seen them before but not in this context like mm-hmm. i've seen them at, in the dark or i've seen them in like small spaces where they're not so free to do what they do this is the first time i've seen one in this like huge expanse of like agricultural field it's cool as hell and there's like it's a typical farm it's got like like you know little like ditches and there's like a couple of um ponds for irrigation and stuff like that there's a ton of waterfowl so i saw like you know there's like green wing teal and then woodcocks started flying around and like it was like one of those epic nights where you're just like we weren't no like, sure what to expect and then just uh, there's like f- at least six woodcock painting around there was a huge huge flock of mixed uh ducks with green wing teal and a few other things that we that flushed before we even had a chance to like really look but it was pretty epic um and that was a county tick for both of us and only like the second short-eared owl found in the county so that was like pretty neat to to know that we're like really zoning in on the layout of the county like in the different like the coverages and different types of uh habitat and all of these things is pretty neat that's um, awesome so that was like that was the most recent one of the most recent like cool birding experiences because there have been sort of few and far between you know as mm-hmm. they have been for everybody but that was like we like literally we just chat like all like in the evenings about like what spots we should be like looking for and like when i i mentioned the last show i found like pine grove speak at at this place and that was another spot where like okay like bigelow hollow there has to be pine grove speak there has to be these birds because habitat is right like we just need to get lucky and like yep found them there found like what we expected to be there and stuff so it's um it's like it's very I don't know. It's like uplifting, like in a shitty time, like these little things. So, yeah. And you feel cool. like you actually know what you're doing. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's like, a, yeah, it, it's nice to like that reassurance that like, yeah, I've learned some stuff over the last couple of years. Like, I, we've put in the time. He put in, he puts in a ton of time. And I think he's doing a big year this year. So, or if he's not, he's pr- pretending he's not or something. I don't know what he's doing, but he's out all the time and. Yeah, this is what we we're just constantly chatting about these different locations. It was cool to like see see that come to life. Like the prediction was true for once, you know. Usually you get blanked, so it's nice to see that pop up. Um and we uh the other thing I did was like I've been just lo- focusing on my county numbers, just like my county life list, and I went there's a lesser black-backed gull, which is a pretty cool gull for inland connecticut uh at one of the local lakes and like this big roost of gulls it was like mostly like it was like a couple hundred mixed herring and 
uh, ring ring build gulls, but one lesser black back gull just chilling at the front of the front of the flock, and uh, that's pretty cool to see. Again, David found that one, and I went and found it the next night. Um, and that's a cool. Those are cool gulls. Like they're big and they're they're neat to pick out of a flock because they're you know herring gulls are pretty light. And then you see this like one darker backed gull that's not a great black backed gull because it's not like black backed. It's like this like, you know, it's on that gray scale. So it's like, well, it can't be this and it can't be that. And it's not a Western gull or some weird Western species. So it's a lesser black backed gull. It's like the only species of gull that I can pick out of by eliminating other possibilities. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like them and, you know, if there's like, maybe like a Bonaparte's and a laughing gull in a crowd I can pick out which is which, but I'm I gulls. can't believe you can pick this out of a crowd. Well, you can pick that but, out. It's... But look at it next to a, look at a herring gull and look how light a herring gull is. Still. So I, um, I ran into, um, ran into a guy while I was, um, trying to get, my um, last minute lifer today. This is going to be my new, my new habit. Every time we record an episode, I'm just going to go out <laughs> and desperately like flap about the the neighborhood trying to find a, a lifer <laughs> in the same place that I am every day when I never get lifers. <laughs> um, it's a fun exercise. And um, I talked to this guy, and talked to this guy, and we were just talking about this because every time I see a group of gulls, I'm like. Fuck, man, if Sean was here, he'd be scoping that thing, looking for that one weird gull was, that's, like, in the group of, like, 50 gulls that I, I just that never even want to look at. When we were walking together, I, I was, like, looking at him, and Scott's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I do, too. It's I just, like, they're, just... they're 400 yards away. I'm like, I can't do anything with this. And then I do it for, like, yeah. two minutes, and I'm like, I'm not Nick Bonobo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I'm not that good with them. They have to be close enough for me to see, like, bill color. And yeah. th- they were pretty close. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you could see, like, you could tell a ring build from a, a herring without having to look at the size. Like, you can kind of catch the coloration on the bill and stuff for, for like, the full cycle adult birds. I'm not right. – I have terrible with gulls. So there's, like – you know, Connecticut, we have just a few expected species, so I'm not going to – I have no – I have so much to learn, and I don't know how much desire to do so. So I, Well, it <laughs> turns out I have – I still have, like, kind of zero. It's like me and sparrows, where I'm like, I know a few different ones, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> well, you know, the fun. cool thing – I like your lifer thing that you're doing, Scott, though, because it means that you're going to have, like, eventually – you're gonna find something rare. It's like the the what like what is that? That's some fucking mathematical law, I'm sure. Yeah. Where you're just like <laughs> right. you're, you're just flog, you're, flogging the dead horse. Eventually, yeah, a bird is gonna fly out of its carcass and a hundred percent, and you're gonna get credit for it. Yeah, that'll be a cool day too. You're sending me a picture like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I'm like you motherfucker. That's you, my life. First, first state record right. Swainson's warbler or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Just... And then, and then, then you're going to be sorry that you did it because yeah. every asshole in Connecticut is going to be looking for it. And you're yeah. going to be the one to have to explain. No, every asshole in Connecticut is going to tell me I'm wrong. Then they're going to be looking for it. Then they're going to look for it. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, that's absolutely true. That's funny. Yep. I was just commenting and, uh, like how how much I miss birding with people <laughs> today. <laughs> like, it was just out there and like just I talked. I ended up talking with this this guy um, for probably like half an hour until he left, probably because of me, and I wouldn't go away. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> desperate and lonely, and just like I want to bird with somebody. I was working. Um, yeah, but it's cool because um, down on Lake Whitney, uh, if you go, if you're you're in the area the you know the bald eagles are around they hate me so they never they're never there when i'm there but um they show me their butts like <laughs> as they're flying like around that around a corner but um the ospreys somebody said the ospreys are back um Aww. this guy who I was talking to said the ospreys were back cuz there are sticks on the platform i feel like the sticks yeah. are always there but i feel like they're, yeah i don't know i've been seeing reports they're like showing yeah. up on the shoreline i know the there's a bunch back at sherwood and uh, Westport, and then uh, I think um, Hammond Assets might be back, 
I think I mm. saw a report of one as far north as Litchfield County. Where do they go? In the winter? Yeah. Virginia Beach, um, it's for lovers. Yeah. <laughs> Florida. There's like they're fuck they're all over Florida oh. and stuff. They just go to the go that you know, go that far Florida south. Bird. I'm not sure how far they're um like the average osprey migrates, but I know if you go to Florida, there's a fuckload of them. All right. And yeah, so I don't think they go too far. Um, and I know they'll show up f- over the next like month. They'll start to show up and take yeah. territory and stuff like that. Yeah. So I usually don't see them until mid-April. So mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. what I thought. It's I feel like it's a little bit early for around for. Right where we are, mm-hmm. but that nest, anyway. I always feel like that nest gets taken kind of late. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's not too early for great blue herons. I was almost gonna do the same segue. In the rookery, so yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, so again, effect. like on on Waite Street, Lake Whitney between Mather and uh, Whitney Avenue. Um, there's just a lot of conifers and. Um, the uh, great blue heron have been roosting there for years, for yeah. for a long time. But they're all over the place, time. and and they're now they're like back in full effect. So they're all nest building. So you can go down there and and like every two to three minutes, you'll see you know big old dinosaur bird fly over with sticks with sticks and yeah brush. And, I s- Real cool. There's a there's a rookery near me somewhere, and I, they I see them dispersing for the day, like mm-hmm. over the yard. So I'll see mm-hmm. like two or three every morning that sort of take the same route to wherever the hell. Uh, there's a bunch of like rivers and lakes and stuff around us, so we'll watch them disperse for the day. I'm not sure where the rookery is though, because there's a lot of like hidden hidden ponds and swampy areas and stuff. So I'm sure. Oh yeah, it's just a place that I don't have access to, but yeah, it's. Funny to see them like every night and every morning, <laughs> taking the same route yep. in and out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it reminds me of like living near an airport or something. Yeah, you know, especially in the summer where you just yep. you know you see them going and crisscrossing. You know the, the flight sky. schedule and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like oh wow, you know, and um, but it's just so crazy because they have such stick like legs and then they're so gigantic and then there's the sticks that they carry are gigantic and it just looks so ridiculous when they're 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 building their nests just looks ridiculous they're very cartoonish they're they're cartoonish until they're swallowing a small mammal whole (laughs) at the side of a pond so yeah (laughs) Yeah. they're pretty um, brutal and they sound brutal too they are a hideous sounding animal they're yeah, they just sound like a dump truck. I like they, scaring them. The noises oh yeah. they make when you when you like sneak up on one, it's really funny. <laughs> Scares the shit out of me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I was playing the sound of a great blue heron for James Junior Bearder James uh, the other morning because I was like, it sounds like a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And it really, I mean. They, they sound do. like legit dinosaurs. Yeah. Most of the herons do. Like, have you ever heard a green heron? Like, when oh, it's yeah. like in flight or whatever. Like, they all sound <clears throat> like super uh, prehistoric. There, they're like they're. It's uh, like they haven't moved too far in evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same old playback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, um, before we move on to the news, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. I just wanted to put out a uh, public service announcement oh, for yeah. all of, all of y'all out there hitting the trails, uh, <clears throat> especially in the uh, on the East Coast. I don't know how things work in the um, middle of the country, but it is uh, hot and heavy tick season out here. And I pulled one off my gut earlier today. Um, dropped the little fucker in a bag. I'm going to bring him to the agricultural center. Agricultural station in uh, New Haven tomorrow. Agricultural experimental station. Yeah, it's got like the longest name. It's the best. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you can if you if if a tick bites you and you pull it off, you obviously should monitor uh, signs of uh, Lyme disease. Any sort of rash, you should get it checked out. 
Obviously, the bullseye pattern is super obvious, but you don't always get it. Um, and um, it takes but if twenty-four to thirty-six hours to appear. Yeah. To appear, to, well, no, for for the tick to transfer. Yeah. Like like if you pull you pulled it off immediately. Yeah. So you're fine. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I I thought that was. No, I it's true. Was, uh, it's true was, for yeah. Lyme disease, but there are other tick-borne illnesses yeah. that that are yeah. worse. Transfer. <laughs> that tra- so that the meat one, right? Yeah. Like the Lone Star. Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That well, one you're. And I I think that there's other. Every tick has the capacity to pass. Like the deer ticks have the capacity to pass not just Lyme, but yes. something else. Yep. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there there's one. Th- that, two other things. There's one that can transfer in 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, I had Lyme. Uh, yes. From a uh, couple of years ago. That's how I got into birding. Was because I couldn't do anything else. I was. I had to walk really slowly. Um, but I had Lyme pretty bad, and I get it. Um, I still get uh symptoms like come back when I get like heavy like heavy stress and start to get mm. sick it'll like turn into a, a not like a full on full blown like Lyme relapse but it starts to feel and I I saw a doctor who specializes in who specialized in it and she was like oh yeah you're yeah. like you're like one of the percent like a small percentage of people but it does happen it's yep. fucking that's just like, something your body no does now Sean um, yeah, it's no joke. It's brutal. Yeah, it was really bad. I lost like forty five pounds. I like could wa- I couldn't walk up more than like three or four stairs without like stopping, like full on catching my breath. And Yikes. it took it took like six months before I was back to like being able to like ride a bike. Yep. Yeah, I, I couldn't do anything. It was so bad. My um my tri like when I did triathlon type stuff uh the the coach that I would work, you know, took lessons from or whatever for swimming and stuff. She got it. And this is someone who has done like several Ironmans and she got Lyme and she was out for a year. Like she couldn't yeah. move. Um, But it's Pawasan is the disease that you gets transmitted within minutes of attaching to a person. Lyme disease takes much longer, 24 to 48 hours to spread from tick to human. Is, is what's this other, other what's this other horrible shit? What's this? Pawasan? Yeah, what's that going to do to me? Is that uh, one of those prion diseases? <clears throat> well, and while you're looking that up, I'll I'll just casually mention um if you pull a tick off of off of yourself or a child, um Obviously, you know, get the tweezer as close to the head as possible. Inspect the tick to make sure the head came out, because if not, you you got to get that head out. Um, and then put put what you do pull off into a Ziploc bag, and you can send it to the, your um, county health department, and they will forward it to um, to. Uh, I'm sure it's different in every state. It's probably different in every state, but. No, what I mean is specifically in Connecticut, yes, they will specific. forward it to this one place and they will test it for these diseases for free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And word on the street is if you pull it off a child, they will uh, expedite the, the, the process. They'll, they'll put a rush order through. So uh, so do that. It's no joke. Pawasan infections are mild. Most of them are mild. Some people don't have any symptoms. But if you do, they'll show up in a week to a month after you were bitten and may include... Fever, headache, vomiting, weakness, confusion, memory problems, trouble walking and talking, and seizures. It sounds hmm. like me normally, so how would I know? <laughs> if you're seizures, in severe wrong. cases, there some you might need a breathing support or IV. Oh, great. So it mimics COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you don't hear from me in a month, it's either COVID no. or Pawasan. Pawasan. Am I saying that say, correctly? Pawasan? Yeah, I think so. But it seems like it happens more in late spring, and I think, uh, oh yeah, because it's uh, it causes uh, swelling in the brain, aka encephalitis. <laughs> awesome. Okay. But only about really seventy-five cases. Only yeah, about really seventy-five does. cases were reported in the U.S. over the last ten years. It's like th- it is very rare, but you can okay. you can get it. Um. I'm not worried. And then it's two hours, I guess, for the Lone Star one or whatever. I'm not worried about that either. 
That's the meat one, right? Yeah. The meat allergy. Yeah, the <laughs> that meat means one I can't eat beef like, anymore. Yeah, we're okay. Which I haven't done. And um, but we, we have known. I, you know, we've anecdotally, you know, have known people who've known people who've who've gotten that. Um. But Turn yeah. them into commies once they stopped <laughs> eating red meat. Uh, started voting for Democrats and gave their guns away. <laughs> but yeah, we were we will. The thing that was weird about Scott was that he wasn't in the woods. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, he had I a heavy sweatshirt on. Yep. Uh, I yeah, no, I was I was at a playground with my kid for an hour. So yeah. It's, do you think you got at the playground, or do you think I do? Yeah, because yeah. it was it yeah. wasn't really in. Yeah, I, I just like they, they can just drop hang out. out. Yeah, yeah, they, they just drop off of stuff onto people and animals, and um, yeah, they they hang out at the end of like branches and blades of grass and stuff, and they just like wave their front legs around mm-hmm. until they snag snag onto something. Like they don't jump; mm-hmm. they're mo they're like fairly uh, idle, but they like they like look like those like um those like balloon things that wave mm-hmm. wave around at car dealerships. Yep. They just like do that until they snag onto something, so they can be. Anywhere there's grass or anything, they're just looking for a meal. Yeah, um, that that happened. It happened to me once on a trail at um, oh, what's that Audubon one? Bent, Bent to the, the river. Bent to the river. Thank you. <laughs> you guys both know. And it was like I walked by a blade of grass, and all of a sudden I like looked down, and I'm like, oh, hello. The only blade of grass in the parking lot. Yeah, got you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it was gross. Um. Before we jump to the news, the last thing I I, I want to plug I did um I don't know when this is coming out and I don't know when the other episode will come out but uh I recorded an episode I was asked to be on this other podcast called Intoxicology it's pretty pretty awesome show there um Ellie Chesterton and Katie Wood are the hosts and they just like get drunk and talk about animals like talk they're it's it's awesome I don't know what else uh. What else you need in a podcast? <laughs> you don't. You don't need to sell it anymore, Sean. They they swear they drink and they just p- each pick uh, a research topic for the episode and surprise each other with their topic and it's just it's super conversational and like they're really close friends so you get good chemistry off of them mm-hmm. and I was like they asked me to be on the show for some reason. I don't know why anybody wants to listen to me talk any more than I already do on podcasts, but I got to be on. It was super fun and I think uh more than anything more people would be super interested. If you're listening to us these three assholes talk about birds and you're definitely going to want to listen to them talk about other more interesting animals as well mm. and stuff. Also like, like because we only put out an episode every blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're like they're on it. I think it's like every two weeks or something. They're 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 putting out episodes, and sometimes two of them. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes they have a guest, but no matter what, there is booze and cursing and good interesting facts about. Yeah, no, they talk about really cool stuff like things animals that I would never think about, and that's like like facts about octopus or like. Um, I don't know. They did like they've done like weird sea creatures. Katie, Katie's uh, um, she studies uh marine animals and stuff like that, and like super weird stuff that I just never even heard about. Mm. Nudibranchs. Sea life is weird, man. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. The show's really fucking cool. Uh, I can't give enough of a shout out, and hopefully, you two assholes will be on as well uh, in the future. If I don't if, know who he's talking to, Heather. No. Yeah, it'll be weird to be on an- another podcast. It's super weird. What if they don't edit out all the stupid things we say? Well, that's that's a joke. That's <laughs> we don't edit out all the stupid things we say. We don't edit anything. And on that note, oh my god, moving on to the news. Let's get to the uh, news. Sean, do you want to talk about? Um, maybe let's. Uh, you want to talk about union busting? <laughs> oh boy, do I want to talk about this? You know, I always want to talk about union busting. Um, so I don't know how many of you motherfuckers out there are paying attention to the Twitters and the news, but uh, there is 
a group called Audubon for All Union that is actively working to unionize um, the National Audubon Society. Um, and, you know, it sort of stems, I know everybody's heard, at least heard somebody talk about, probably me talk about, uh, David Yarnold, president and CEO, has done some pretty shitty stuff as at the helm uh, in, in uh, relation to, uh, like, uh, workers for for them some employees at national audubon um bipoc folk uh, do you spell that out? i don't n- ever know how to hand to initialism. initialism or acronym i've always heard bipoc yeah i said bipoc bipoc too. yeah i mean either way is treating people like shit it's like <laughs> you know if you're they, black they, indigenous like a, and people of color yeah, yeah, that exactly. And so there was like a survey that went out at one point. I don't know if people have read the Politico article or not. Did you guys read that Politico article? No. No. Nope. They wrote this article about it, and <laughs> they put out a survey about like workplace uh, safety and DEI like uh, efforts and um, just b- basic, you know, basically like, hey, do you feel like valued as an employee? Like, do you feel safe as an employee? Like, all of that stuff. And it was a pretty shitty, like, response to it. Like, uh, you know, and it didn't make them look good. And he took offense to it and really, really did some stupid, stupid shit and said some stupid shit. And in the face of all of that, with everything else that's come up, you know, just, like, cops killing black people and all and everything else, like, there's obviously a push for equity in any organization at this point and Audubon national Audubon isn't immune from that. And so Arnold's not doing shit about it. He's just taking cues from lawyers. And so people are taking it into their own hands and forming a union. Well, it's also, uh, I just want to step in and say that they've also been trying to look like they're woke in the way that they, in the articles that they post, but it seems like it really just isn't in the articles and not really in action. Yeah, no, the culture, the culture there doesn't seem. I mean, I've not, I'm not firsthand, right? Neither, none of us are firsthand for no, this. I'm but like, not the culture, even close. yeah, the culture does not seem to back up what their articles are writing. Right, and you know, they're nobody has done it right yet with when it comes to DEI. Like everybody's asking like black folk to like do the work for them for free like basically like teach white people how not to be racist or something like how to create safe environments for themselves like nobody's they're not paying people there's just so much inequity like in this whole process and this union stands against that like it stands to unite you know as any union does it's for fucking equal like good work environments and everything else they're doing what they they're doing what any good union should and lo and fucking behold fucking audubon hires a fucking union man union busting firm Mm. fucking union busting like i just i know the firm says that they're not union busters, but they're well known. Well, they're not going to advertise that they busters. are. <laughs> We're your number one source for union busting. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You've got a union? We'll bust it. <laughs> it and I just, like, I know enough <laughs> people that either work for them or have worked for them to know that, like, the average Audubon employee is going to stand behind the uh, union forming. I was gonna say, like every everyone who we've talked to, local or national, is is a royally decent and excellent person, and I have to imagine would support this effort. Um, so yeah, and this this is pretty disappointing. Um, yeah. Also, mentally, I just went into like. Um a parody which was like go- instead of ghostbusters it was like union busters <laughs> and they had like the little old school ambulance mhm 
Well, yeah. All right. So anyway, d- d- due diligence. Um, I, you know, I I just recorded some some notes from an article. Um, Audubon. Uh, I'm quoting this article from eenews.net or whatever. Whoever I don't know that, what that is. Means. Um, but Audubon strongly disagrees with uh that characterization that you know that it's a union busting firm, saying that it does not oppose the effort, and that the firm. <coughs> <coughs> was hired to provide uh, advice to managers uh, to stay out of the organizer's way, not to break them up. Um, but it then goes on to say that tensions between the organi- the organizers who have rallied under an Audubon for All banner uh, and management uh, nevertheless seem to have quickly reached uh, a boil. They claim Audubon management is deploying some of the um, this this uh, firm's tactics and they filed a complaint this week with the National Labor Relations Board alleging that um, Audubon's management is improperly meddling in their organizing efforts. So it's getting serious, folks. It's getting real. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're any place, if you know anybody, show some support, go out someplace, um, do something, um, rabble rouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Concrete shoes, the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's you know, we 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 have an opportunity now. I think, you know, unions have have, have been severely weakened over the last uh thirty years and um we've watched wages stagnate, we've watched the richer the rich keep getting richer and the rest of us don't, and these two things are absolutely hand in hand, you know, related to each other. So, you know, I also, unions aren't perfect, but you know when it comes down to it, you look at the workers' protections out there, and without a union, even with a union, your protections are really, really thin. Yeah. And without a union, you are at the mercy of your employer. Period. End of story. No matter what, fuck you. Go home. We own you. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, because they are, they, I mean, we have a lot of listeners that are probably supporters. Um, <clears throat> And donate, you know, your your letters and what you have to say matter. So, I don't know. This might be. I feel like this is more of a an opportunity for people who support the union, um, but who are not involved, but are mm-hmm. you know donators, 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 donators. That's people sure who donate. People who donate could could uh, be part of the action. Hell yeah, I'm gonna write a letter. I've, I've given those. I've given those mofos money. I've I dealt with donating. all their emails. Yeah, I cut off. I told them straight up. I cut off my. Uh, I cut off my monthly donations. The only organization that I've ever like signed up to be a monthly contributor to because I 100 mm-hmm. percent backed like their conservation efforts and everything that they're doing, but. Once that David Arnold shit dropped, that was it. I stopped giving them money right on the right away, and I cited exactly that. I was like, you yep. know, as soon as that motherfucker's out of out of where he's at, and shit starts to to level out and show some progress in the organization, I'll start giving money back again. But mm-hmm. you, also, you, know, you also you no also mu- much like um much like Scott's mom who will tag Mark Zuckerberg in her <laughs> anti-Facebook. Dear Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> you at him all the time. Yeah. I do good. at him all the time. I hope he fucking reads that shit too. I mean, <clears throat> like I don't I know that it's, it's Twitter and I'm one one person, but man, one asshole, like, Sean. I'm I'll I'm going to be relentless about it. The dude needs to the dude needs to step the fuck down. I know I'm not alone in saying that, um, mm-hmm. and I'd like to say that we would be uh, unbiased and would love to talk to people from Audubon that are working against unionization. But honestly, or who I, don't, disagree. I think it's pretty right. clear that we don't want to fucking hear what they have to say. <laughs> it's such 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 fucking bullshit. Stand behind the fucking union, like treat your workers with respect for sure. I don't understand. I mean, as a business owner, I can sort of see how it can be pretty terrifying. But then again, I really try my best to uh, treat the people who are independent contractors for me <laughs> um, as fairly as I possibly can. But uh, you also don't have... 
how many people like under in your employ like you're not the ceo of a I massive do not, organization i right? do, like, uh i will clarify i do not employ anyone exactly <laughs> they you don't have are to worry independent about contractors i feel like if Small i was a better business owners are not the problem <laughs> if i feel like it well they can they can be actually i mean there are people who abuse the independent contractor thing and it is yeah. it is it is really hard but i also work in an in a specific industry where there's enough fluctuation in business where i if i had less fluctuation in my in my year to year i would make them employees but it doesn't really doesn't really work out that way but there are there are instances where i've seen other small businesses take a little bit way you know like way too much uh leeway with using independent contractors instead of use, uh, hiring them as actual employees. Yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen everywhere you look, but it, in the case of, like, with unions and stuff like that at this point, like, and especially in a state like Connecticut where we're, the, Connecticut, for people that don't understand, is an at-will state. Mm -hmm. So it means that an employer at any point can fire you for no reason. They can just fire you. And, of course, they have to pay into the unemployment pool, and they, they don't have a case against you to uh, deny you unemployment if they let you go for no reason. But, you know, in Connecticut, a, a union represent for, for a worker means that that at-will element of it becomes a lot harder to employ, and you have a little bit more freedom to, like, speak out against shitty workplaces and yeah. to, you know, to, like— report to an ethics board without having to like worry about it being traced to you to get fired like when your managers are abusing you or something like that and so it's nice to know you know that these organizations still exist it's not like it's not like a bunch of you know like fucking social like communists like trying to organize people at the docks to like go against like the capitalist empire or whatever but it, it's just like is literally just trying to provide like equal wage and a little bit of job security, you know, and 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 like some transparency in the actions of manage of upper management and stuff like that. Like why is that why is that such a bad thing to want? Like what that, are you trying that, to hide from your employees at that point? I like, will say that aspect level. of unions is is great. I I just I'm going to be real with you though that my like or dislike of unions like i start to get a little i don't like everything that they do like they're like there are unions that will go out of their way to to poll for particular political candidates that align with their beliefs which can be fine but also could as i've i've seen can be really pushy and i i think go a little bit too far in in like you know what people believe you know just yeah. because that person says that they align with the union doesn't mean that that person is necessarily the best for the community and things like and it, that and that goes to but that goes to like to to show that like if if you're talking about unionizing like if you're talking about like those efforts you have to look at the right like you have to look and make sure that you're working with the right organization. In this case, it's like CWC, which is well known for, yeah. you know, but that's like, that's a big part of it. Like, of, mm. with, like with anything, there's, there are shitty people and shitty organizations yeah. and you have to make sure that if like, you're, that you're lining up with the right people, because it's true. Like politics play a big part in the success mm -hmm. of, you know, a uh, corporation and likewise with the success of the existence of unions and stuff like that. And you got to play the game. So got to make sure you're doing it right. In this case, Audubon is the Audubon for all is lining up with the right people. And, yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, I'm just well, well thought out, but I'm just, you know, I'm sure there are some listeners who, who may be a little bit more critical of, of it. And I, mm -hmm. and all I want to say is like, there are things that I'm critical of unions or can be critical of unions too. Um, and I look at it from like a business owner perspective, but in the end, I believe in treating um, people fairly and, and fair wages and things like that. And, yeah, and, 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 and I left the corporate world because 
there was no union at the job that I was at and they just kept taking benefits away and benefits away and benefits away and giving nothing in return and just expecting the same level of work or the same level of dedication and you're just like how much are you going to take away and you were getting paid less than people with less experience than you because Uh, they had a dick because they had a dick yeah that was great I mean and that's the sort of stuff that you know that and there was nothing I could do except complain but you have to you have to organize you know to have an effect in in any sort of instance like that you know it's just with with people come power and you don't you you just need bodies yeah you need voices and you need action and it's collective action you know that that makes a difference you know the uh, octave vote you know episode that we did um in the fall really sort of drove that home you know it's just like we we need collectivism to solve you know all of these problems um you know and uh yeah, well, we've got more news items. Maybe we'll save it for the next time. Um, we will, I think, we're going to have some people from the unionizing effort on the show in an upcoming episode. Sean, who else? Uh, who else might people? Who else might people expect on upcoming episodes of Foul Mouse Podcast? Been chatting with some folks, trying to line some, trying to line some guests up, and talking to. Um, Danielle, Danielle Bellany from uh, Blackbirders Week. Uh, I want to talk about the, the upcoming Blackbirders Week for 2021. Get the lowdown, what their plan is, what they're going to be doing. A um, couple of other folks in the birding community, some some people you m- may or may not have heard of. Uh, uh, it'll be uh, the Birding Beardsman. He's a uh, a rising star in the uh Instagram and uh bird video uh world. He's got a he's he's pretty rad. He's like a birder of color from uh from the from the Pennsylvania area. Where? What? What? Yep, so we're just trying to hmm. just trying to lift some people up. I've been in, in conversation with a few people. Talk uh, talk to uh um gabriel foley talk a little bit about bird atlasing and stuff like that um get a little bit more granular with atlasing because it's it's so crucial especially with um breeding seasons coming up and uh there's some other folks that i haven't uh that i've been reached been talking to for a long time trying to get jenny duberstein on the show people Mm. like that just talk just trying to expand our horizons a little bit right jump overseas if we can find some folks He's he's around. Uh, well, at least in this uh one thing I'm looking at, because I'm like, where is he from? It's like a Pennsburg, Boyertown area. Where? Pottstown, Lansdale. Pottston. He's right right around Reading. Reading. You know where Reading is. I know where Reading is. People who don't know where Reading is call it Reading. Reading, reading Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, but it, his name's Jason Hall. He's uh, he's a good guy. Um, he's on Twitter and Instagram at the Birding Beardsman. So check him out. If you guys have questions for him, maybe nice. Let us know. Um, well, and if 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 you have um ideas for us, it is foulmouth podcast podcasting season. Uh, where we sure we come out is. of hi- we come out of hibernation. We actually do leave the house occasionally. The bird and we do um, stay in our basement still and um, record episodes with people. So if you have some ideas for us, definitely let us know at foulmousepodcast.com or through Instagram or Twitter or any other way. Please, please give us information. <laughs> Sean, yeah. it's lovely to talk to you as always. It's nice to talk to you guys too. It was. Uh, it's nice to just do this just to get some, just to Get it out. Let it all out. Get some birds off our chests. Get some birds off yeah, our chests. Yeah, let us chest. know if you actually enjoy this when we're just kind of laid back chit-chatting. We figured it, we, it, we had to get a little bit different than the last one. The last one was pretty sad, pretty depressing. I had some folks reaching out actually after the They're last like, episode. They're like, are you okay? Like, are you okay, Sean? <laughs> like literally some folks calling. Is that a texting. cry for help, Sean? Yeah, like. But also some people appreciated like yeah. hearing that. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 so. absolutely. We, I think, um, 
I want to def- definitely make sure I just say we say thank you to to the folks that were reaching out and ha- we had a lot of really nice comments after that last episode. People happy we to did. hear, yeah, it was people that were happy that you know just to hear like that we're suff everyone's suffering right alongside each other and that <laughs> the community is the community is here for each other. Um, it's been a it's been a shitty, shitty, tw- tw- shitty years, and we're we just we got spring spring migration coming, and so yeah, we figured we'd try and uh, balance balance the the mood a little bit <laughs> with with some with something good, some good changes coming and stuff like that. So hope is on the horizon. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time. Thank you, Sean. Thank take, you, Heather. Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs> Go see some <laughs> fucking birds. <laughs> Dang, that was inspirational. That was from Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye.